Hi and welcome to a short episode of You Podcast with Austin Bernie and my co-host Martin Corley. And we're just talking about one one thing because we want to review Riddick quite quickly because um, we saw it this week. Um, I think both you and me were very excited to watch this movie, right? Yeah, I mean, I really love uh, Chronicle, Chronicles of Riddick and um, yeah, since Pitch Black, really. So yeah, so I mean, this is the third in the series of Riddick movies, um, and it's been going on for thirteen years now, almost. Uh, so uh, Vin Diesel has been with this character for a long time now, and he really still loves the character of playing Riddick, you know. Um, <laughs> and I think even in the third one, you can really feel that um, he he loves kind of creeping into that skin of. Uh, you know, like this uh, muscular ninja or whatever the hell Riddick is, because um, it's never really clear what kind of superpowers he has and what 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 kind of, what, what a Furian actually is, is it? Um, but yeah, um, so I mean, it's the third movie. Um, they really needed a reboot after Chronicles of Riddick, um, which I think both you and me really like, right? Yeah, I really liked the Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, I still do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to watch it if it pops up on TV one evening. Um, yeah, I just thought there was enough. There was enough story there. There was enough action. Um, and yeah, I actually I really liked the the sort of uh, the the set design and the production design. I thought it was a really nice aesthetic, actually. Yeah, but it bombed at. The, I mean, I think it, it bombed critically and it bombed on the box office too. So I think it just took them a while to kind of get their funding back together and get this movie started because I think there was a lot of fan following and people really wanted this movie to do well. Um, but I don't think like studios were that excited for another uh, Riddick movie. But in any case, it's here and uh, we got a chance to see it. So, I mean, what are your uh, general thoughts on Riddick, Marty? Uh, to be honest, I was I was disappointed. Um, that would be my overall sort of conclusion. It was just one of, one of disappointment. Um, I thought that they could have done so much more um, mm. with it, yeah. um, and I thought that they could have done it a lot better as well. Mm. What they did do, so I thought that it I, I, it, it felt quite long to me, um, and it it felt like it. It wasn't really leading me anywhere. It didn't really tell me a lot more about what was going to happen after the movie had finished, and it didn't actually tell me anything more about what had happened to Riddick in the past. I mean, there were various snippets of information, and you know that that comes out with uh, with the arrival of the second party of uh, of bounty hunters and mercenaries, but. I, it just it just felt a little bit stilted, and it just felt a little bit. It just felt slow. Yeah, um, I think they they didn't mention the first two movies. They kind of try to tie it up, but they really treat the second one like the ugly stepchild. Um, and uh, although Carl Urban has a small like blink and miss appearance in it, um, I think they just kind of move on to the the new adventures of Riddick quite quickly and try to forget whatever happened in the second one. So I don't think they really tie it up because I think the ending of Chronicles was quite exciting I mean he was kind of the king of the necromongers and exactly. I think that could have been a really good jumping off point but instead they take it back to 
pretty much the first movie and it almost feels like a retread of the first movie where he's just like on a barren island uh, on a barren planet taking on these monsters while he's surrounded by these butch um, mercenaries um, I mean the first third of the movie is really slow um, and we see a, bro- a beaten and broken Riddick and he's kind of gone soft that's what they're what Riddick mentions in a voiceover, um, and he wants to kind of get in touch with his animal instinct. And I don't know how you get into in touch with your animal's instinct when you're raising a puppy. <laughs> so <sighs> I don't know how those two things go together, but that's pretty much the first third of the movie. And uh, it, it slightly picks up when the mercenary shows up, like you mentioned. Uh, but even then, when the mercenaries do show up, it, they kind of become like comedic sidekicks more than actual threats to Riddick. Um, which... Yeah, I mean, he's he's in total control. Yeah. And, and that that's never... That that's never sort of questioned. It's never in doubt. Yeah, and I think in a certain way that's always the case with Riddick. He's always in control, but they just didn't feel like they could pose any danger to Riddick. Um, and he's kind of a master of every situation he's in. Where at the start he wasn't, and uh, he was kind of fighting against the elements. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it. Uh, yeah, it just felt like a rehash of the first movie with less scary monsters. And I also felt like the world was less developed. In the first one, I really liked, liked that scene where they discovered that, uh, you know, these monsters are, um, they, um, they're blind and they, they attack, attack at night. But there's a global solar eclipse coming in the next few hours. So there was this sense of urgency. And they replaced the solar eclipse with rain in this one. Um, and then the monsters are attacking with the rain, but it just seemed so, it wasn't really well developed, I feel. I mean, they gave like a little wall painting that he looked at, but I don't know, it, it just didn't seem like a coherent whole as like the first one was. No, and also it just seemed like, um, it, just, it just wasn't, it wasn't a constant menace. So although all the rain's fallen and all the monsters can come up through the wet ground, it was just like it was... Oh, they came up from a, the wet ground. Is that what happened? Yeah. They were buried. Oh, okay. See, I didn't even figure that out. So the rainfall, I mean, when, when the rain falls, they come out of the ground. They're buried. Yeah, because oh. in, in, the, in the early scene when he needs to get past that monster, right. the reason the monster is still alive is or is in that part is because he's underwater. See, I didn't even figure that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but, but when they did sort of come en masse, it was almost like they were in batches. And it was just sort of like one scene, we need to have them, then they all get killed, then we move on, then we need to have them again. So there wasn't that kind of constant menace like you had with Pitch Black. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of ramped up also, like in Pitch Black, you know. Um, and it really kind of doesn't. Here it kind of just suddenly ends, and <laughs> you're like, "What the hell happened?" <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I would always—I mean, I would also say that the the race across crematoria in yeah. the last movie—that you know—that that was more a lot more tense than anything in this movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, Riddick just seems to have a lot of lot of bad dialogue. I mean, um, like mm. Chronicles and stuff like that. It, it didn't have like you know, it's anything Shakespearean in it. But this just seemed really 
badly done, especially for poor uh, Katie Sackhoff. Um, I mean, anybody that's seen Battlestar Galactica has like a constant crush on her just because she played Starbucks like so awesomely. (laughs) And here she's playing like this, I don't know, like a weird butch lesbian or something like that. I'm not, it's not even 100% clear if she is a lesbian or not because afterwards she wants to straddle Riddick too. So I don't, I didn't get that part either. So a lot of this movie wasn't really clear to me what was going on. (laughs) No, it was a little bit. Well, yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit convoluted and not really explained very well. Yeah. And also, like, I felt the time shifts in the movie and the geography was really hazy. Uh, Where, you know, like in the first one, like you mentioned the crematorium and the second one and kind of the eclipse and they have to kind of run. um, I could understand what was going on. Here, when he buried the, the power nodes and he had to kind of go back and get them, I just didn't understand the geography at all. Like, wait a minute, it took them 20 minutes to drive there, but he just walked back through the monsters and where are the monsters suddenly? I I thought the monsters were attacking everywhere, but suddenly they were gone. Um, Yeah, and then also like with the puppy, suddenly he was like a huge hyena dog. Like how many time has really passed? So a lot of things, I don't know if they intentionally weren't being clear about it, but to me it... uh, I don't know, it it just seemed less coherent as a movie in a way. Yeah, it just... It just felt a little bit... Just sort of incomplete or not... Just what I, I don't know. It just felt like it wasn't thought through properly. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously that little report that said that Riddick was going to take the... Uh, take the top spot over the last weekend... Yeah, uh, I think that's in uh, box office in America, um, and I kind of get that. I mean, it's obviously it's going to generate a lot of interest when it opens, um, but I can't see it holding that position very long at all. It wouldn't surprise me if it's, you know, not number one next weekend. Um, and I, I just, I think even even among sort of like fans of the, of the franchise or, or or the the loose sort of genre or whatever. Um, I, I can't see people being that satisfied with it. Yeah, people seem to be giving this really good reviews, though. <laughs> a few times oh. I've, I've been reading them and I was like, wow, did we just watch a completely different movie or something? Um, uh, I, yeah, it's gotten really positive reviews and it's made quite a bit of money this weekend. But yeah, before we get into that, though, uh, let's talk about the stuff we liked. Did you like anything about the movie? Um, I mean, I, I didn't mind the setting on the planet. Um, I thought that was quite. I thought that was quite cool. Um, I mean, the effects have gotten better, right? I, I yeah. think a lot of the a lot of pitch black. Everything wasn't dark because the effects and the sci-fi. I mean, they couldn't spend that much money. Here, they have a bit more, and they've spent it. They've spent it smartly. I mean, uh, some could argue that Chronicles had a lot of money, but they just spend it in a stupid way here they they're very kind of uh they're smart about the money right yeah i mean i thought the uh i thought anything involving an animal was was a was a really good effect yeah yeah i thought that was really realistic and uh yeah i I liked that some of the animals are completely computer generated and you do i mean they do elicit emotions from you as a viewer so that's already some something that's pretty good i would say the the um, the bikes they're driving are kind of that's not the greatest effects. I mean they they look kind of fake though. You know those uh, desert bikes that they're dri- driving. 
Yeah, I also thought that they were rips off from. Um, oh God, the Bruce Willis film um, from last year mm-hmm. with uh, Looper. Yeah. Oh, Looper. Right. Oh, yeah. I guess I, I thought there was more Star Wars. You know, when they're driving with the Ewoks and stuff like that. I don't know what they're called anymore. Those speeders, the speeder bikes. Yeah. Yeah, um, but that. Yeah, that that wasn't brilliant. Yeah. Um, and just one like notice the thing I noticed. I mean, this is kind of a spoiler uh, towards completely the ending. But you know when they're escaping, uh, or no, when they're leaving the planet and they they have two ships and both of the ships are talking to each other and they start facing each other while they're talking. I was like, why would a ship face another ship while <laughs> when they have like an intercom system? Can't you just keep on driving without having to look into each other? Um, yeah, yeah, that was kind of stupid. But we're, we're focusing on the things we liked. <laughs> um, what else, man? What else did you like? Uh, not a huge, not a huge amount. I think. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> you, you've got things where he's going to, where he's going to use the knives, and he's going to do this, and he's going to do that. I thought the, uh, I thought the Spanish bad guy was really good as a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. he was. Totally bad. Um, there's like had no redeeming features whatsoever. Um, he was he was good. Um, I also and, like the fact that he came over as a badass, but very cl- it was very clear that he was just kind of a bumbling idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was a kind of a neat trick that I haven't seen that much in movies. I th- um, so I, I liked that, and um, yeah, I mean, generally it was it was fine. This is the problem with it. I think the movie is fine but it's just not a huge amount more than that so i think there are just sort of lots of things that are you know all right normal you know they're not awful um but nothing that really kind of like grabbed me at all i would say yeah it was very i mean it was trying to be very um kind of i i I mean i don't know the ratings per se but like uh not PG-13, like 18, you know, like R-rated. I think that's what's, what it's called in the U.S. Um, I mean, it was a 15 in this country. Yeah, 15. I mean, yeah, it has like uh, boobies in it. It has decapitations in it. It has uh, both human and animal decapitations in it. Yeah, um, and there's plenty of swearing as well. So. Yeah, so they do kind of wrap, ramp it up. And I think, again, they're trying to separate themselves from Chronicles, which was a bit more PG-13 and more kind of like a space opera or something like that. And this is really going back to the sci-fi horror kind of roots in, in, in certain ways. Um, I, did, I, I mean, I did like some of the kills, though, um, uh, especially that, um, that one um, that I don't want to spoil, but it has kind of been teased in the, um, in the trailer for this. Um, but also just kind of the menace that Vin Diesel brings and, you know, the lead up to it. Um, you know, the big decapitation I'm talking about, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I really like that. And some of the kills that he does, um, like, you know, with the animal claws and, you know, when he's dragging a body and you just see a flash of it with the flashlight. Um, mm. I just really like that horror shot of it, you know, that like when, when he's good, Riddick is really good. Um and I, I did kind of like the fact that, you know, it's really trying to set up a new trilogy. Um, yeah, there's very, much that, uh, there's very much that sense, isn't there? Yeah, and I think that's kind of cool. Because um, it is a character that I enjoy 
Um, and although it's not a complete success for me, Riddick, I am looking forward to the next uh, adventures that he will be having. So, um, and you know, like it's always been a B movie franchise, and Vin Diesel is slowly becoming like a B movie franchise king with this and the Fast and Furious. Um, <laughs> They're kind of like B movie plus. Yeah, B plus. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, it's fun, but. Like being a Riddick fan, I was just kind of hoping for it um, a bit to deliver a bit more, which it didn't. But I am excited to where they've kind of taking where they're taking the trilogy, uh, the the franchise now. So I'm kind of happy that it made a lot of money um, and that we will be seeing more movies from it because I do hear that there's going to be a Riddick four and five. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think people that are really psyched should kind of just like temper their excitement. Um, and I think there's still enough in the movie to maybe have fun. Um, but I think me and me who are going in with huge expectations that this is going to be a balls out action kind of a spectacle, just the first third of the movie just is so slow um, that it kind of knocked the wind out of it. And then there's just a lot of bad dialogue and a lot of inconsistencies. Um, to kind of, you know, um, make it less fun, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just going to have to hold our breath slightly and wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, any final words? I think we can wrap it up, right? We don't need to really go into too much details or spoilers or stuff like that, because I think, yeah, there's not that much in terms of plot or, um, you know, like kills and stuff like that a lot has been already teased so i don't think we want to spoil that but um uh, yeah exactly um no i mean if you're a fan go and watch it it'll it will it will add something to what you know um already and and it will set you up for obviously the well hopefully the the next one or two that it's come because there's still a big question mark over yeah Riddick the character in terms of his origins and things like that. And maybe and they powers. can bring a bit, a few more elements from the second one in, you know, in the fourth movie, just because that, that those questions are still open. The necromongers are still there; they're not dead, or you know, um, so that could still be interesting. You know, the world could become bigger again. Um, yeah, exactly. I think. I mean, I think the necromongers are going to feature, and the, they have to. I think. I hope so, man. I hope so. Maybe they can even bring Judy Dench back. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always welcome. Cool. So, um, Marty, man, where can people find more of your work? I'm uh, at Martin Corley on Twitter, and you can obviously get me on the You Podcasting website. Cool. Uh, anything you'll be posting soon? Um, I think we've got a couple of things. Um, I would like to post something about the silent Alfred Hitchcocks and also a little preview to the, uh, the BFI, uh, Gothic season, which is going to be nationwide, not just confined to London. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we'll also be probably covering a, a large charge, a large part of, uh, the London film festival, which is going to be cool. Um, and we've got quite a few podcast plans pretty pretty soon. So keep your eye out on uh, You Podcasting on iTunes. Subscribe to us or follow us on youpodcasting.com. My name is Asim Bernie. You can follow us on Twitter or drop us an email on youpodcasting at gmail.com. Um, yeah, this was fun. This was short, short and sweet. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>